Eric Tarrant is a creative visual artist and native New Yorker, born and raised to immigrant parents in Jackson Heights, Queens. A lifelong resident of New York City, Eric's unique environment shaped much of himself and how he views the world. He sees New York City and its people as a constant source of inspiration and tries to capture its grandeur within his artwork. City Prints NYC prides itself in working with local artists and makers who align with their core missions of visibility, representation, inclusion, and safety. We believe there's room for everyone and everyone deserves respect. That's our story. Eric and New York City Prince invites everyone to help them keep writing it. I'm your host, Ethan Freeman. Let's get started. Hello. All right. Hi. What's up, man? How are you? Thank you for um, inviting me. Um, pretty good. Trying to wake up with some coffee, and me and the K cup machine do not get along. And <laughs> yeah, how how long does it take to get the K cup going? Uh, not too long. It's really great when it works, but for some reason, it's done this like thing where something is clogged or not clean right i think you're supposed to take out the cup after each use and i always forget oh so uh, yeah like but like it's supposed to strain and drain through this very small opening but instead it just shoots like the beans that are in the cup throughout mm-hmm. the glass and like it's, yeah. it's annoying to clean up and it's also annoying to to be on your second attempt when you're just trying to get coffee <laughs> so yeah i feel you um, might be time for new yeah i don't I don't know what why why it's like messing up so much but then if you do the um, there's like a cup where you put your own grounds into it and then that just has never given me any issues so i like that one too because you get to get i have one of those like the gray one and yeah. uh, it's pretty good i mean it tastes a little bit better usually but it takes right. a little more work yeah i i don't mind the work as long as it works <laughs> you know nice. it's yeah one of those, um but uh thanks for having me um was checking out your instagram page too and like trying to get more familiar but um yeah. always excited to talk about art especially like the business of art yeah absolutely uh, yeah. yeah i appreciate you being open to joining mm-hmm. um had a great conversation with, with adrian and uh then he just sent me all of his friends and i was like awesome yeah. this is perfect um so you'll actually you'll actually be like the first like real business that I'll be interviewing, which is exciting. I wanted yeah. to do it earlier and was trying to get 
I guess two bigger businesses. I was trying to get like Montana's Colors, I think is what it was called, and mm-hmm. some other people. Um, but anyway, so so super happy and really eager to learn about like the print side of business and kind of just let the conversation go wherever. But um, I guess we'll just kick it off and just introduce yourself if you could. Sure. Uh, so my name is Eric Turan. My artist name is Et. Uh, I'm an artist and also the founder of City Prints NYC, uh, which I started in February of 2021. Um, the idea and its like mission um, has always been to help artists that, that are beginning or starting or are just full-time artists um, try to have a way to uh, successfully make sales on their art. Uh, and it's very difficult beyond making work to market and then also deal with the fulfillment and the platform and the um, kind of like branding and marketing that I think it takes to give someone trust and present something online that makes a total stranger say, oh, I'm going to now take out my wallet and um, purchase this artwork. So I nice. think that that's been the the goal of City Prints and, and it's also proudly made in Jackson Heights. We work with two local print shops. That is where we source our actual prints. Um, so City Prints is not a printer. I don't have printers in my place or anything like that, but um, we really just try to set up everything so that as an artist, you can join and hopefully have um, passive income coming through um, sales that we get online and at in-person events like pop-ups and markets that I'll host or participate in. Okay, nice. So, so what made you want to start um doing prints versus like really anything else? Did you just have a lot of artist friends that had issues with their prints? Did you have like a print background or are you just kind of a businessman and this is your first thing? (laughs) I think it's a, it's a combination of a few factors. So I did try to sell other things in the past. So I think I've always liked the idea of being an entrepreneur, having my own, um, kind of baby or, or project that, that I can kind of push into something that, um i i would think other people might like so i tried with graphic design uh making t-shirts in college um so that was the first um time that i tried taking my artwork taking like these ideas of logos and branding and applying them to a brand um that was called freshco freshco clothing um and it was uh you know something that i tried and and didn't really push it too hard. I think it's just you put stuff on the internet and you think, oh, this is very dope. It's very well done. It's going to work. And it just kind of sits there because the internet is so busy and loud that if you're not um, adding newness constantly, it's something that's always going to, you know, back, not backfire, but just going to sink to the to the bottom of whatever searches mm-hmm. you might have it on. Um, and then the second time I tried, um, doing something that that was like selling my art was actual originals. So I used to love making, I not used to, I love making skylines. Um, and it's one of those things where I got to a point where I set up an Etsy shop. I had, you know, these smaller size skylines that I thought, you know, have more commercial potential than, you know, something bigger and expensive. Um, and I had two sales. Um, nice. One friend. <laughs> And uh, I'm always grateful for that uh, moment, but it it never happened again. And no. things where it was like, okay, originals, whether it's the price or again, the commitment of just like saying, I'm an artist, I sell art, I'm an artist, I make art, I'm an artist, people buy my art. 
like that messaging i think wasn't being presented with the with the with the artwork um so i give those two examples and moments also because they taught me so much about why city prints could work as far as like okay prints remove the necess the necessity to make new work every time there's a sale like the time and the and the really the time and the and the energy and materials spent is is kind of like an upfront and final cost moment where you do everything that you need to do to get the print ready and then if there's sales you can just hopefully keep repeating that that sale if it's a good if it's a good product so i knew that in that sense i could offer a lower price than an original i could um i have the potential of scaling um and then also finally it was like if I'm going to be on the internet, I need to have newness. And that's where I think this being something that's called city prints NYC, instead of like Eric Taran's art prints shop mm -hmm. is really like all about, there's so many people like me and so many people that are inspired by New York city that are great talents, um, that are in a similar boat that we could all be presenting the newness like collectively. So if I have something new, I release it on city prints. If you know, Bermeo is coming with something new. He adds it to, to City Prints. And then that way we all maintain a, a newness, a freshness to the offering. Um, and then as new artists join City Prints too, we, we also grow in, their, in the network and reach. So it, it's something that the newness would kind of like not take care of itself, but have a lot more consistency and, and less dependency on one individual. Right. That makes sense. Um, and producing very consistently. Because um, I think that pressure as an artist is intimidating as well. So um, yeah, that that's kind of the story of like how I ended up um, with prints and, and doing city prints. And also the pandemic, I would see prints for sale on websites and on Instagram and it's just like a small print would be like, oh, this is $70, $80. Or it's used like $500 for like a small print because it's signed and additioned. And then right. if you want it framed, it's like $1,000. And I'm just like, Ain't no way, ain't no way this is like based on a reasonable margin or markup. Like they are really trying to go for it. So I was like, there has to be a way to offer a similar quality product um, at a more democratic price point. Because from my opinion and point of view, I want more people having my artwork in their home on display on their wall than not. You know, like it's, I, I really just want to share this with as many people as possible. So it was never for me about like, oh, I need these prints to be expensive or exclusive. I want them to be um, accessible and inclusive because as an artist, I don't buy much art just because it's usually either obnoxiously priced or, you know, very difficult to find something that I love and is at a price point that I'm like, oh yeah, this is not gonna take a second thought. Absolutely. So whenever you, you decided to go with prints, what did that look like in terms of actually putting this together? Did you just reach out to your friends and then you all of a sudden got like, you know, in one hour, like 10 text messages saying, yeah, let's do this. And, uh, and then you were off to like finding a printer or kind of how did that go? So in the beginning, I definitely wanted to establish an idea of the content and the branding and the, and the, and the type of presentation that we would have on our website. So, I definitely am a bit more specific and particular about like how I want things to be presented and branded. And I say this, you know, smiling because the first website was just not the 
the best UX design ever. My partner is a UX designer and she's helped incredibly on, on making the city prints website experience just, just be a lot more enjoyable than what I started with. But, um, in the beginning it was like, okay, I have these like skyline ideas. I have some of these, um, versions of, of the artwork that I've done, um, digitally. So now I want to, um, make an assortment i had like the the three it was called the february collection um and it was three three skylines one was sunset one was like an iheart new york and one was like a more classic modern um take on on the manhattan skyline and in the beginning i was like it's going to be hard to pitch city prints without no one being able to see or understand what it is so i wanted to just kind of get the website started um there's a lot of printers in jackson Heights, so there's a lot of like advertisements and um stores and storefronts that um say we do printing we do signage we do awnings so i was like let me go to each one of these printers with um, the file and ask for their best quality sample and the size that i want um and i did that with a lot of printers in the area and everyone would have a different price everyone would have a different attitude and personality some people would be like what what do you want and i'm like oh these are samples for a brand i'm starting and it's just like um some are very much like big business minded like if you're not there with a with a big order or something serious that, that they can instantly you know turn over into to profit they're not interested some places were very catering i'm very excited to you know work with me and that's where I found two printers, um, Digi Plus and uh, Digital Print Graphic, which are both in Jackson Heights. Um, but Digi Plus, I love, I love sharing their name. I love telling people to check them out um, because they're really great. They're they're a very um, small uh, printer, mom and pop, um, and they just have a lot of uh, paper options. They have a lot of qualities. They have a great value in their pricing. What was um, it called again? Digi Plus. Oh, Digi Plus. D I P L U S. Um, but they're, and they don't really have like an internet presence, but it's one of those things where I knew like if I went to enough in person, I would find somewhere that I could find a good value as far as quality and price. Um, and with, with them as partners, it's just been a great way to, um, again, maintain that entry price point and, and, and consistency on, our prints being something that, that we pride ourselves in being great quality and also at a great value um, and sourced locally. So the, the fact that this is all in Jackson Heights obviously makes it easier from a logistics standpoint, but also um, my my point of pride and, and mission with City Prints is always to bring artists together in Queens to 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 highlight how great, you know, other boroughs outside of Manhattan are doing art and art events. So um it's always important to me to to kind of maintain that representation and, and consistency so mm -hmm. uh, that's how that's how i launched so i had the printer and, and the quality prints ready i had the website and then it was me by myself um kind of presenting this brand and this artwork and i think artists are used to talking in the third person um you're supposed to write your artist bio in the third person and things like that so in some ways i was just kind of presenting my artwork as a city prince NYC, which I think has led to some confusion um, with with um, audiences being like, oh, I didn't realize city prince was more than one person. And I'm just like, have you looked at the website or any of our messaging? 
Um, right. But eventually I was able to sign on Ryan Rivera, um, who's a photographer, and they they kind of kicked off the first artist to be part of City Prints and add New York City focused artwork to the to the website, to the brand, to the City Prints roster. And then, you know, being able to to expand that um, was a lot easier once we had an additional artist. Uh, do you do any uh, painting, I mean, print, excuse me, uh, photography? I'm just uh, I was looking at Ryan's stuff. Yeah, so I myself, I mean, I yeah. have, but I've never um, enjoyed the fiddling with the camera as much as I think photographers do. There's, there's clearly a real interest and in, in fascination on like, the type of shots you can capture and the adjustments and I'm very content with kind of just drawing and, and representation and, and also kind of like drawing inspiration from real life, but then putting my twist on it. So mm -hmm. I think um, photography is one of those things that it's, it's, it's beautiful and it's amazing. And I'm very excited about, you know, every artist's um, medium and their relationship to artificial intelligence. Um, but as far as like photography, it's been around for so long and it's something that I think will never um, stop. It'll never, it'll never go away and, and it shouldn't because it's, it's always amazing to see how someone's able to see something in a different way that I can. Right. And then over the camera, capture, capture that successfully and make it look like something either entirely different or incredibly, you know, just deep or, or heavy when it's like, oh, this is just an angle of the same familiar scene I've always looked at. It's, You're it's right. a lot of fun. Um, so big fan, big fan of photography and, and of Ryan, Ryan's work. Yeah, I like I like I like the train photo a lot. I love photography, but anyways, kind of tangential. So uh so you started this back in twenty twenty one and um and then you got Ryan as one of the first people. So did he just resell stuff on his website or and let people know? Or did you guys do like art fairs or pop-ups? Like how'd you actually get to selling the art or was that really on the, on the artist? Yeah. So it's, um, it's been a, a mix of depending on how much the artists were doing independently, that does seem to impact, um, their success on city prints, um, which I think is a fair and, and, very reasonable kind of outcome of, of the combination of like, if you market your own stuff, it will have more chances of selling. Um, but in the beginning, it was asking Ryan, like, what three, so I always think of things as capsules or assortments. It's like, all right, what are going to be the, 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 the elements of this presentation that makes it cohesive and easy to understand? Um, so the first capsule was black and white. And it was like, all right, we're, we're introducing photography. Let's focus on black and white shots around the city. And it was the Unisphere. It was the um, A train. And then there was also a shot, I think, of Forest Hills, um, or, um, some angle of, of a parting things like near Forest Hills. Um, and I loved it because there was no people in it. So mm. there was also like this consistency where um, it's the city and we're, we're always, you know, just thinking people in New York City. But for this intro, it was going to be something that um, was very black and white and didn't have people in it. So um, we launch um, and we had a friend of Ryan's bioprint. Um, and I'm always just asking, like, 
is this a friend or is this a stranger? Because it's one thing to have your friends, you know, come out um, and show support. And it's important that they do because those literally get you through the, the initial rounds, through the through the self-doubt rounds, through the through the good and the bad times. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's always great to know that you're getting the support and, and belief from friends and family. Um, but it's also important to get that support from a stranger because that's that's really what this whole angle is about. Right. Um, in the beginning, it was slow online, but at pop markets, what would happen is I would set up a table. Um, I would have like city print signage and I would have my prints and Ryan's prints also available. Um, and the other thing is that I would present our artwork with frames. So, um, both on the website and in person framed printing, um, really, really, I think delivers the customer a great value because they can go home and hang it up right away. Um, and that's something that I think as a personal shopper and an art lover, I've had that experience where I buy something that I think is the coolest and then just sits on my shelf, just right on the table for eternity for the day that I'm going to go to get this custom framed. I'm going to go to the thrift store and find the right size. And that day still hasn't come for some of the things that I have. <laughs> and I, yeah. just, I will not allow um, the artwork that I represent to just sit on a shelf. So I always have a, a frame um, offered. And what's what's been exciting and funny about Ryan's um, Unisphere, which has gotten uh, the most sales, uh, is it's an angle that focuses on Australia. So yeah, that's um, what I noticed right away. So, <laughs> someone from Australia or some connection of Australia um, buying that piece. And and I think it's, um, it's very cool that it is an emotional shopping experience. It is on a personal level. Um, what what people connect and, and personally are resonating with that that makes them, you know, decide this is something I want to take home with me. Um, but I also tell Ryan, I was like, we need we need one of Latin America, or we need one one of uh the North America or the American side. <laughs> Just because right. I think that that would be very, very strong and, and exciting for a lot of people. So um yeah. I, yeah. I love I love photography. Like it's I'm trying to get more into painting and um drawing but anything sitting down like coding doing art even just like playing piano guitar i love doing it once i get in the flow but i'm i really respond with photography because i'm out and about and i'm walking around and i'm like adhd as hell so um anyway so i I went to i've gone to like columbia in places recently and honestly (laughs) they probably won't listen to this podcast but there's this artist that i know that's not super good at photography or painting but Mm -hmm. this person makes a career on it right and a smaller one and i don't know if this person did other stuff before and has some money saved up but whenever i saw that i was like man i should probably consider and i'm still like i just i need to keep pushing forward and figuring out like if how i would actually sell anything but bottom line i have some fantastic shots of like colombia mexico and um one of them in particular I'll, I'll show you later just it made me think of that but yeah being able to respond and i've thought like man this could go well in some like you know lawyer's office that does like immigration law or something that has to do with like a colombian restaurant or whatever and uh, i'll show you the picture later it's one of my proudest shots ever and like yeah, i only got like 11 screen i got like 11 likes on uh instagram i was so pissed <laughs> it deserves at least 30 likes it's my pretty much my average. <laughs> 
I think, uh, I think when you know something's good and you believe in something, it's worth staying with it. But I don't. Uh, I wish the glare wasn't. Um, yeah. Oh no, so, kidding! Amazing. So you can see it looks like there's three different photos collaged. Yeah. But it's really it was a bin that had three bins. You can't see the third one, and then on top yeah. of it had a rapas. And so I just saw from one shot, from one angle, I could get all three shots, and that's yeah. corn, broken up corn, and then a rapa, and it's like oh, the three lifestyle. Yeah, it's all all <laughs> yeah. in one photo. It might be a little too close up to make it. Anyways, bottom line, speaking oh, about, cool. I think I, I love the color also, like yellow, blue, green, and then the neutral. Yeah. Like those are yeah. some really great colors next to it's each other. Sick. Yeah, I, I'm. I absolutely love this photo, and I think people should pay me a lot of money to print it out. So, anyways, uh, just had to <laughs> yeah, had to say something. Think, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta believe. You gotta believe in it first, because that, that's know, something yeah. that's you taught me. It's like people don't understand what's going on in your head people don't see right. it the way you see it people don't appreciate it the way you can but it's not their fault they, they're they literally spending exactly. 15 yeah. seconds or five seconds or, or 30 seconds looking and, and absorbing something and making conclusions so in that sense like the amount of like educating or or i think staging which is a lot of what branding is like um and and presenting a lifestyle or or kind of feelings and emotions associated with the the thing that you're presenting those go a long way those go a long way but they don't start or get there if you're not the person pushing it so i i appreciate you sharing that and um i i, I agree it is a cool shot like the three stages thank you yeah in it would look better print it out uh through uh your company mm. <laughs> definitely definitely a conversation and i'm like I said, I'm not a printer, but I'm always happy to recommend or we also yeah. do custom, custom um, jobs and, and always happy to to share the the value that 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 we get. So mm -hmm. um, definitely we can talk and connect about this after. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of kidding. Um, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I just need to get a couple more likes to get my uh, boost my encouragement. But um, <laughs> OK, sorry, before I went on that tangent, you were mentioning about okay. Australia connecting with the different different people yeah so I, I, it was um i think and it and it still is the reality uh a young brand uh the sales are, are something that i always like been paying attention to but more than anything i'm thinking like how can i continue investing in this how can i continue growing this how can i continue delivering uh a fun emotional experience to anybody that visits the page that visits the table um so what's been really exciting about having more artists on the on the city prince roster is that we can show and flip through a book that has all these different flavors from all these different parts of the city and styles and um i think uh it's it's one of those uh snowball effects where i just i i hope and i expect at some point you know that this will connect with with someone that has a reach or or an interest in and really investing into um taking some of these pieces or sharing these pieces with with the people that they they love and then that kind of like continues the 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 growth of city prints but but um we're also trying to i think do a better job of presenting the brand as a and i hate this word but as a collective um and that, and that's really i think the easiest way for people to understand that City Prince is a group of artists, and each artist is bringing 
bringing their own shows, their own background, their own original works, um, their own websites and web stores. I'm all for linking on City Prints under artist bios to their Etsy shop, to their personal website. I want you to get seen. I want you to just have an audience that's bigger and bigger because the bigger the audience is, the more likely someone in that audience loves your work, wants to buy your work, wants to support your work. Um, and that's that's really always been the 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 principle and the angle at this point is just can how can we expand our reach? How can we um um get to more more people's um eyes and and and, and into the idea that oh if I want artwork that represents New York City and that is made by a real working artist that lives in the city or in the area, I can go to City Prince and find quality work there. Um, and, and I think it's exciting when you, when you look at all of us together, when you see what everyone's doing individually, um, we have different ages, we have different backgrounds, um, we have different, uh, you know, preferences and, and the idea is that we all believe in, um, supporting one another. We all believe in being part of this New York City fabric that, that I think connects and unites us all as a place that we call home and that, um, makes its way into our artwork because it's it's the most inspiring uh, you know place that we've been or um mm -hmm. continues to just provide that that fuel and that ammunition to to great great create great stuff um mm -hmm. so i think that that's uh really we're working on a summer arts benefit fundraiser um that's going to be june 7th um and the idea there is to have all of the city prince artists together um have everyone's best selling or um their favorite print on display um in in the backyard garden of this uh really nice thai restaurant that's here in woodside avenue uh sri Prapai. um if you want to check it out or if you've heard of it um it's got this awesome back backyard like private garden the food is delicious um and then we're also going to have on the other side a display of the original works from the artists so a lot of these artists that um make prints have like the bigger piece or the real piece at home or um are working on something new and exciting that you know hasn't been presented on city prints but is presented on their website or their instagram or their social media um and the idea there is to say like hey we have our story that we're writing together but we also each individually have our own story and and i think that what drives everything and, and what connects us all is a good story. So um, if you like our story, follow their story, like their story, you can join our story because we're all really working and writing the same story, but every individual has its own um, kind of twist and, and, and experience and journey. So I think it's, it's going to be a really great moment to, to get everyone together, to get our biggest supporters together um, and to hopefully be able to raise some money to to keep having art events in, the, in our parts of the city keep um supporting aspiring artists that are young or or maybe in a position where they haven't had a chance to show um their artwork or, or truly invest in trying to sell their artwork and and that's the things where city prints um i think gives you options and paths to to try and get you there do you guys um do y'all do y'all have any type of art walk week or i don't know if that's even a thing but or you have like different like i would imagine in brooklyn or something where you, all the different studios kind of get together for 
a week and you have like just a week of art where everybody can kind of go to these different areas but it's 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 not like an art week per se where it's like art miami or whatever but yeah. something a little yeah. bit more homegrown is there anything like that um not specifically like what you're mentioning i do love those um those days where like all the studios like open their their doors in like one building and you can just kind of like check everyone's workout um but everyone has a different setup so i i mean one of the artists aj the awful has a creative studio called the cult creative um and she's based in astoria um Bermeo is based in jersey um alejandro pinzon is based um in his uh living room in jackson and so we all have our own different setups and and, and those setups uh, you know are independent of the work that that people are creating i think what's what's beautiful about all three that i just mentioned is they're all active and incessantly pursuing their practice you know like they they are artists every day and i think find ways to to make amazing art um with the with the um settings that they're they're able to to make art in um so having like a type of visit where it's like oh we're all in one place or we're all um seeing the work in one place we don't have that opportunity which is why the fundraiser is a great place to see everyone all at once um what we do offer is this q77 art show which has been a great um free to participate free to attend art show where the only ask um that that we put it as as organizers is that you have two um 12 by 16 artworks ready to show a bigger um because the idea is that we set this up on um open streets so i don't know if you're familiar with the open streets model that um happened in the pandemic which was to like close off the streets for traffic um and expand kind of like the outside areas that we can connect as a community and enjoy um particularly during the summer because i think like during the winter it, it's it's not the most <laughs> um useful um use of space but um the open streets is is something that during the summer we're very grateful to to have dot as a as a partner and sponsor and um allowing us to set up um a group of artists um all along 77th street to 76th street um and woodside avenue which is now little thailand way um and there's a lot of delicious restaurants there we'll get like a jazz trio or a small band um together to play live music and then everybody has their artwork on display um and i think it's been an amazing experience we posted it three times last summer um and we plan to host it twice again this summer um but really each time we just wanted to be bigger we want there to be more artists because the amount of artists that i've seen kick off their um working artist career off of this show has been nothing short of inspirational um you know and they're not necessarily going to join city prints because they might be making work that's not new york city focused but they're still able to join the show because the show isn't just about new york city artwork the show is truly about let's bring an art walk an art show to our our people out here in queens and um one of my favorite quotes was um one of the artists was asked by a guest like oh why are you guys doing this here and he was like why not um and and it was just like such a perfect answer to my frustration growing up as an artist having to always know that manhattan or brooklyn were going to be the places that i could encounter 
something cool and trendy and, and, and fun to just hang out and check out by accident. Um, and, and it was one of those things that I never accidentally stumbled into like an art scene in Queens. Mm -hmm. Um, that's something that I think, why do you um, think that is? I, yeah, and that's why I was like, I don't resent it. Um, I think that, you know, certain spaces have dedicated themselves to creating this community. Certain spaces have had the access to funding or, um, you know, investment from either real estate development or the local government to bring those experiences to their neighborhoods. Um, but I definitely think it, it is um, on a truly frank level, uh, a, a position on raising value of the, the, the property and the land in, in the area. You know, it's, it's a lot cooler to go to LIC and want to buy a condo or um, a, a townhouse when you see these gorgeous murals that span a building. And, and then you see that there's like a culture lab hosting free concerts and, and live music like every weekend over the summer. It's like, yeah, I, I think it is worth it, even if it's a little bit more removed from like other um easy easy access commerce that might be like supermarkets or, or produce grocery stores you know but they have like a scene same thing with like brooklyn and and um williamsburg and it's just like at one point that was an artsy place at one point that that was something that you know new york city as a whole was cheaper to live in that's why artists would live here um but you know the the places that invested in in, in getting events and and kind of like raising the, the the value of their area versus you know i think unorganized graffiti is is an interesting phenomenon because we had five points we had um you know the the ps1 kind of like area being this this kind of culture hub of art but as soon as real estate came in they demolished that building to put up a, a new just um high rise and it, and it's one of those things where after the fact they still ask or, or i think even commission some artists to you know make it look the same elements, yeah. with like the five point elements of like graffiti and style and and that's i think the big fuck you to the art community to, to be quite honest like it's we we like you but it needs to be in a way that we control and manage so you know if you try to put on a, an art show in a park and you didn't get the permits if you didn't you know go through the proper channels yeah i think safety is a factor um you want to not have unregistered you know um setups where where crowds and um things can get out of hand if they're not you know created with the proper precautions but also if it's something as harmless as an art walk or like a collection of artists setting up on outside of on on a park um parkway um it's it's one of those things where it might get shut down or it, it might have you know like someone um complaining that there's too many people congregating and, and there's too much kind of unruliness whatever that may mean may may mean mm -hmm. uh, so i think that that's that's really one of those things where i think manhattan and brooklyn just have had organizers people with with also a capital to invest in you know, making sure these things happen because maybe they own an art studio, they own an art gallery, they own, um, you know, something that benefits from this um, event and type of like community happening and existing in this area. Um, so I think 
that's that's really been the the reason that that I think Queens hasn't gotten that type of pass. Is, is I don't I don't think anybody was motivated enough financially, unfortunately, to um, pursue this and and believe that that it can have uh, an audience ready to engage and and connect with with art in Queens. Right. Um, I think that's changing. I think that's changing, and I think that especially since there is now the priced out people from Brooklyn and Manhattan looking at Queens as like the next mm-hmm. uh, place to 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 migrate or gentrify. Um, so here, actually, I mean, I'm sure it costs, like you said, it's a lot more of an investment. But in uh, Houston, we have a place called Sawyer Yards, which is these old, like an old rice silo that was converted, and they built up some more like they look like industrial, like really industrial buildings, but they're all divvied up like uh, into art studios, different sizes. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, every second Saturday they have. Uh, I mean, it's it's too much walking. If you were to try to hit every door, you could possibly do it from like wow. eight a.m. to five p.m. But there's like three hundred artists, and there's even you can even drive, and there's like two different spots you can walk to, but two yeah. different like newer studios that they're opening up, and yeah. uh, it's pretty pretty big. It's pretty impressive, awesome. uh, but it's pretty pretty cool, easy way to get to meet people. And in Austin, I don't know if they're still doing it, but whenever I was in college, they had a um, like an art walk that's the only word i could come up with yeah. and it was like a week-long thing so you'd be able to hop to different different studios and east austin studio tour that was what it was called and yeah. um yeah so that was that was pretty cool but obviously brooklyn is a completely different thing yeah you got people that you know the parks are so that's what i was looking up on uh before we were chatting i was looking at google of like how small all the parks are in the yeah. neighborhood and it's like, man, there's hardly any green space that it's like super up in arms if anybody's filling it. You know, I'd imagine it's just such a true city that kind of gets in the way of being create, like just living people living life or wanting, I don't know, quietness gets in the way of some yeah. creativity at times. But over over time, you know, obviously everything kind of opens up. But um, I'd imagine you guys don't have any type of single building that houses a bunch of art uh, studios. I wish, I wish. I think, um, the dream the dream next step as far as like having like a brick and mortar would be uh, um getting to a point where the website sales are able to kind of map the way we could open a space and have the front be a store based on you know the success of the the online sales and um have that kind of be the front of the store but the actual space itself be a, a multifunctional art space whether it's like a studio or for art shows or as a place for artists to convene or have meetings. Um, mm-hmm. I think I don't see enough of that in, in, in our parts of, of the city again. And that's really something that I think could, could bring a lot of excitement and community to, to artists here in, in, in Jackson Heights. Um, so I think, um, the, the, the next stage, um, able to have artists or to provide art studios would be a dream as well i think um the first time i went to the brooklyn like kind of like art art um art studio visits it was just like oh my god like there's so many different flavors and and like amazing things happening just in one single building and then you know there's like a couple around the area and it's just like sheesh like this is this is the place to be like this is uh, uh so cool this is so fun um 
and it was so far <laughs> it was so far to get to from queens uh, like by train so i think that's i was gonna say how far how far were the two um i don't remember at this point i i want to say that one of them was in greenpoint which is not very far from things um but that's also like after the g has improved drastically um and use just because again people moved to these places real estate development had the the financial motivation to motivate and lobby for improved train service you know like it's and that's that's really where i get kind of in my um what what would that be called um your feelings no just like for lack of a word like my political views of like everything is so capitalistically motivated that it, it really is um not by accident that you know these places and these areas got to have these fun cool things happening in their in their um cities and boroughs and that we didn't um, right but i also think that you know I don't mind not being first. I'm I'm very happy learning and taking the best elements and, and parts of, of things that work and, and building on that. So that's that's what I, you know, hope to see with Queens. Um I'm excited about, you know, Long Island City as far as like a place having PS one, um, cultural lab L I C and you know, the not defunct um five points. Like it it that place really was kind of like not very lively or um having much going on before it started getting all this development so um i think being close to the city it, it would be exciting and interesting to see if, if they become a, a art hub i know astoria has a ton of you know energy and and attention right now but um it's also moving so quickly that i i worry that i and this part i don't i don't think it, i think it's very subjective but like will there be any original queens people or historians left to enjoy you know where where it ends up as far as like real estate development being able to build in our community and then jamaica um which is deeper into queens has um this jamaica center for arts and learning um and they do some really cool stuff there that i just learned about um this past year so i think um you know every everyone's kind of building their own vision and version of of an, a community for artists and a place for artists to to connect and gather i think it's always just about what what value are you delivering your audience and, and making sure that that value is worth them coming back um i think that'll always um be your your, your true path and, and answer to how to move forward uh do any of the artists just pay you just to print off um like a bulk order and then just work on selling it like hold hold the inventory themselves or do they is it a little bit more like per order type basis yeah so the way we work um is moving into a wholesale model where i will buy their artwork up front um and then kind of have this inventory that i that i sell from i as a business person do not like inventory i view it as i think what most um, businesses would would look at inventory as like it it is the plague it is dead weight it is dead capital um so anytime that i can just have a model where it's like um print to order i i prefer that but i also find that i think if i want to do merch or we want to have like t-shirts or mugs it might 
have to, you know, take some small inventory position. Um, but as far as how artists work and kind of do their own thing, um, as I mentioned before, I am all for the artists, you know, pursuing and pushing their own art, their own name, their own agenda. Um, and I'm happy to share when when they do stuff on on the City Prince website, on the City Prince um, social media. Um, but what I always do is if they're working with our printers, I you know, share with them the name, um, introduce them at the print shop, and they can um, obviously go in and and um, get get prints done at a, at a great value. Um, but otherwise they have their own printers. I think some artists have more experience and like I've worked with Vista print or I have these printers in Brooklyn and, um, I'm just like, yeah, you know, you know, what works for you, you know, what, what, what relationships and, and, um, pricing, you know, makes the most sense. And, and it's one of those things where we don't really, um, get orders from our internal artists for their own prints. Um, it's really something that we're we're managing and, and doing and, and communicating to them on sales and um performance but it's really um not not something that we usually encounter okay mm-hmm. uh do you know other like owners of print shops uh i don't They're like print print collectives you know basically someone either doing what you're doing or a print shop that does it more directly just for people yeah. to like reference or learn off of or anything like that i think I compare what we do more to like an Etsy or RT, um, in the sense that we're a digital marketplace where you can encounter and find a group of artists making a, a filtered style of artwork that's New York City focused. So that's that's really like our our main bread and butter is what why we exist, what we're here to do. Um, and that's to help, you know, up and coming artists reach a bigger audience. Um, as far as like another print shop, I know there's um, Colorworks, um, which is a, a big studio and, and production um, space here in Queens. Um, it's like a further east than Sunnyside, um, but before Long Island City in Astoria. It might be in Long Island City, it might be Astoria. Um, but they do like apparel printing, they do sticker printing, they do um movies and shows like they they are like a full-on like production studio um so like some of the places that that sell like custom queens gear around um here in the in the area like they'll be the ones that provide that or they'll provide you know the fire department with t-shirts um but as far as like printing artwork um i'm sure they have that capability but i haven't seen um or encountered many printers or print shops that are just like, oh yeah, we're here to to service um, artists or create like art prints. Right, that makes sense. I was just wondering if there's anybody to like kind of reference for what y'all are planning on doing and what y'all yeah. you've already been doing or anything like that. Um, okay, quick question about the frames, cause you're right, it's so important, the frames and like having a non-glare glass. Like I personally, I love prints um so i what i'm trying to do at the freeman art company is artwork as a service and so we would like to get originals but i can get kind of pricey um and so to keep a good price point for the customer but still support local art i'm thinking we, that we just build our own collection of framed prints 
from local artists in whatever city we're in and then hang it up but um you know prints are all right especially if it's embellished you know it's in it if you're if it's just for like a, a hallway piece inside of like a software company then you know you don't need some like super crazy you know original painting to fill the wall prints are great right and especially if it's a little embellished frame on the wall it gives it some weight with the frames you can have a little bit more padding um with the spacer things uh, or whatever it's called um so I, re I really like this idea so i'm just curious um about you know framing and getting having any type of glass is there are there cheap solutions out there that kind of go a long way or give satisfy all the functional requirements or is it framing comes down to really just like i don't know i'm, I'm curious to learn yeah i think um there's two approaches well three uh, approaches that I, I take to framing. Um, the easiest and like most inconsistent one, but I think is great for the planet is thrift stores. I <laughs> I think you can find really quality frames with glass. I think if, if you ever want to lift the presentation of any type of artwork, having it framed with a glass, um, with a glass frame um, just, just really allows you to see everything uh, any type of like just compromise on on clear order detail i think it glass will always be the most pristine and clear um and i feel like glass doesn't have to be expensive to to work well like the eye test is the only test that matters um mm -hmm. <laughs> this uh type of kind of more commercial side of i think um artwork and, and wall art um so i i love going to thrift stores and finding some great frames first and then you know filling up, up with the artwork that i need because it's like i can get you know something incredible for five ten fifteen dollars and it could be huge small medium um but it's not consistent it's kind of like if you're an individual i always just recommend thrift store frame shopping it's a lot of fun um you can see a lot of cool random stuff and and spend an afternoon um but the other two options are, I think, um, one, which is custom framing, um, which I think is worth doing. The one solution that I've gotten from this one custom frame shop that I, that I go to in Astoria and, and we do anything that's kind of like premium or, or more expensive quality there. Um, they're called Pastel Art and Framing in Astoria. Um, and it's an individual, his name's Paul, and this man loves his shop. He clearly, you know, has been in this business for a long time and he's always like oh who made this artwork where did this come from and then he'll like have like a huge array of frames matting and then glass prices um but one one compromise that i've that i've found works well is plexiglass i think um is a lot safer and a lot um it's it's very close to i think what museum quality glass would be as far as like I don't, again, personally see much of a difference, but I know from a safety standpoint, from a durability standpoint, the plexiglass is a lot stronger, right? less likely to break, um, which, especially when you get to a bigger piece, um, it's just very so much easier to break a big piece and you just got to get right pressure. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Or something, not everybody's on the same page. Like it, it it's always, I think, worth, um, getting a good custom frame the bigger you get um also because they'll do like reinforcements like i'll look at this frame 
and like the craftsmanship and, and and there's just like metal attachments at the edges in the middle like down the back like it, there's just a lot of ways that they ensure that um the artwork inside will be preserved as long as the frame is you know kept in in in, in good condition mm-hmm. um but as far as like the city prince model like it's always been about you know offering a price point that is um accessible and trying not to make it super expensive where like all of a sudden you want a frame now it's double the price of right. what you were originally going to pay um and in that sense we really work backwards as far as we look at ikea michael's amazon sometimes um and see what what frame prices they offer the most quantity in um just because if they have that as their investment of volume it means that the customer is also educated and prepared to um, buy that frame because it's it's someone that sells the most. So in that sense, we want to, and this helps the artists that we work with understand that, yeah, the 11 by 14 or the 12 by 16 size, those are great sizes to work in because there's a lot of frames out there. There's a lot of people that um, are used to you know, buying a piece of art or buying a frame and then looking for the piece of art and they want those two to work together. So. I think um, that's that's something where we don't present the frame as as um, you know the final resting place for this piece, but we do recommend all our prints be shown in frame. Okay, um, and and that's and that's I think goes back to the part where artwork that isn't on display is is a damn shame. Like it, yeah, I agree. And it, and it happens. Museums do it, collectors do it, um, and individuals do it. And it's one of those things where I'd rather it being a frame that you know may may not you know last a lifetime but at least you know know that hey i enjoy this spot for this piece of art and if it's time for an update it's time for an update but um i think those are the the three angles that that i look at framing and and recommend you know finding the one that works for you right i'll have to do the frame the shopping for it it's just it's not scalable for the business model but um i've been thinking I need to get some new clothes. I was like, man, I should, just, I should go to Goodwill and try to find some some cool kind of one-off, at least T-shirts or something. Yeah. Um, check it out. Yeah. Yeah, put put a little bit more work in. Yeah, <laughs> that is the catch. It's, it's you got to do the search and find. Um, and and some people are are into it. Some people are not. I love shopping. Um, I always get like anxiety when I have to shop. Literally, my stomach's so uncomfortable and. <laughs> I'm just, I hate every second of it so much. I gotta get better at it. What <laughs> what uh, message do you have for any of the New York City based artists that might be listening to this, looking to do prints? Yeah, um, I think if, if you're consistent, if you're making great art, if you believe in your art, um, don't let anybody stop you. And if you want us to help, or if you want us to be a support, please reach out. Um, however, whatever the question is, you know, there's not, there's no stupid question. There's no big or small ass. There's just the action of doing. And I think as an artist doing goes the longest. Um, I think I read something once that was very much like, um, what do you have to be to be an artist? And it's like, make art. Like uh, that's all it takes. Like as long as you're making something and, and if you haven't for two years, but you know, you still have it in you, that doesn't go away. You know, all it takes is for you to start making art again to be an artist. So never doubt yourself. Always um, think big and and project yourself for the future that you want. Um, 
And I think City Prince is here to to support and, and to create a space where, where we can all find each other, where we can all celebrate each other, where we can all support each other. And um, I'm really excited about, you know, the connections that I've been able to make. I mean, we're on this interview. Um, right. Thanks to thanks to Adrian Bermio and, and he, I love the way he moves. I love, you know, the fact that um, he he does such a great job of marketing his artwork and, and yeah, he does. Do. And, and I think that that's so important. I learned so much just by, um, by proximity. So it's one of those things where if you love something, if you want something like keep finding yourself in spaces of people that are already doing it or versions of or you know um giving you access to those ideas or 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 people that that can help you get to the next level whatever that looks like but um more than anything i just i i want to say um if you're an artist you should keep making your artwork you should keep sharing your artwork because if you don't share it no one will and the world has eight billion people someone out there loves your artwork like i, I promise like there's just so many people on this planet and you don't know what they experience or what they've gone through and and the reason people love artwork is that personal emotional connection and you can't predict that that possibility until you share your art so um that's my final message <laughs> i like it it got me pumped up i'm like man i should print that damn arepa picture because <laughs> it's one thing to make it and create it but if you're not sharing it you know you don't know where it can go so please please yeah that's awesome thing cool so if people wanted to learn more about you or about um your company where can they go yeah so um our website is www.cityprintsnyc so c-i-t-y-p-r-i-n-t-s-n-y-c.com um the instagram the facebook um are all the same thing city prints nyc uh, we also have a contact and commissions form on the City Prince website where you can email um, me directly um, or you can just DM and, and I'm happy to answer and, and get back to you as soon as I can. We also speak Spanish. So, um, you know, wow. if anything uh, and you want to go for it in Spanish, please do. Um, always want to be more um, inclusive and, and, you know, supportive of, of artists. And, and if I can do it in Spanish, I absolutely love to um that's the those are the main ways i i spelled it out because sometimes people and i i can't believe the ego that it would take to do something like this but i've thought that i named the website city prince um <laughs> like a like a city prince okay yeah, okay okay like, no i've not <laughs> i'm absolutely not introducing yeah. <laughs> my brand is the city prince uh, it's city prince yeah uh, as in we do prints and we do them well so um hopefully you know anybody that's interested reaches out and and we're happy to to talk and, and help and support and work with you awesome well man i really appreciate your time uh hopping in on this call um yeah let's be in touch and uh eric i appreciate it man thank you Ethan. Have a great awesome. you too Thanks. man